Andrea K. Yeah, 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 here I am. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I'm sitting here dancing in my seat to one of my favorite, favorite uh, songs. Uh, the, what was it on Ally McBeal? She said uh, she her therapist asked her to come up with what her, her signature song was. I think that girl is poison, has to be right up there, at least in the top two of Andrea K.'s signature songs. And I'm sitting here dancing in my chair as though y'all can see me because I'm usually streaming live on Facebook right now, but I'm such poison to Facebook that they won't even let me do it. (laughs) Now, they've actually got me restricted down for about 90 days, um, but that's okay. It's not going to stop me. That means you're speaking truth, honey. Well, that's right. Absolutely. And I may not have the the audience the size of Joe Rogan, but I got one big enough to where they got to shut me down. Although they really doing everything that they can to shut down conservative voices on Facebook every chance they get. And the good news is you can still listen to me every night here, 6 to 7 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. You can also catch my podcast on anywhere where you get you download your podcast, Spreaker here at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and all around. Hey, 888-344-1170. I was asked today, invited to speak at another Republican uh, group, um, actually on Valentine's Day, and I'm happy to be the Valentine of the Republican group on February 14th. And they asked me specifically to speak on strategy. What should our strategy be for the Republican Party going into the midterms? And that's, I think, a good question to pose to you guys tonight because I've got to get back with them tomorrow with kind of like, a theme for that of what I'm thinking maybe the theme should be. So I want to pose this question to you guys. I mean, I started doing the show for you anyway. So I'd love to get your perspective on what you think the strategy should be for the Republican Party and anybody running for office. So 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. Um, very special guest coming back with us tonight on the Andrea K show. And it's attorney Tom Renz. And he's been on the show a few times. Most recently, speaking about being poison, he was poison to the far left and to fraud Fauci when he attended the March Against the Mandates as well as the Second Opinion Summit. He is the attorney that's representing the Dr. Malone's of the world, the Peter McCullough's who have their licenses coming under attack. America's, he's actually the attorney for America's Frontline Doctors. And he's going to be here. He held a five-hour roundtable on the 25th with several experts, including Dr. McCullough and Pierre Corey as, and Dr. Malone. And he also introduced three whistleblowers. And so he's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour. So you're going to definitely want to stay tuned to hear Tom Renz because he's got some shocking information for you guys related to these whistleblowers as well as new data. Um, the other dude you want to stay tuned for is my man. He's my partner in crime. He's poisoned to the left as well. It's DJ Potato Skins. And only the very courageous will be able to keep alive the spirit of individualism and dissent, which gave birth to this nation. DJ Potato Skins. And Andrea, you asked what the Republican message should be headed into the Not the message. Very, very simple. Not the message strategy. What's the strategy? For me, for me, it's exactly the same. Okay. You stand up and you truly speak on behalf of the American people and what the Republican Party is supposed to stand for, or you get out of the way for the people themselves, because we have sat by too long and watched these Republicans do nothing. Well, that's, uh, y'all have heard it from Skins. 
Right. And, and too many fried potato skins can be poison to your it's very immune true. system anyway. And there's a, you know, and, and they that's, do taste good. <laughs> they very tasty, except when they got sour cream on them. Cause you know, I don't like the white stuff. Oh, I anything. love the sour cream. No, no, no. Bacon bits, cheese. Yes. Okay. So, um, actually as a part of my strategy, I'm going to talk a little bit about whoopee. You know, I've, I've been complaining for a while that I can't, I couldn't stand it turning on conservative outlets, whether it be radio TV and ad nauseum, then playing clips of the view. And it's like, if I wanted to watch those, I watch the view. It, yeah. If I wanted to, watch the, those nags. I would watch it. I don't. They've never had an actual conservative on there. Elizabeth Hasselbeck at least was, you know, the most likable of any, quote, conservative. But bless her heart. I mean, she just they just rolled all over her. I mean, there's absolutely no no reason for me to watch that show. So I'm not playing any clips of Whoopi in spite of the fact that she said something absolutely horrendous. She is an anti-Semitic hater. She came out and said, for those of you who aren't familiar with with the story, and said that what happened in the Holocaust had nothing to do with race. It was man's inhumanity to man, which she was not only anti-Semitic, but she wasn't even clever because she pinched a line from somebody else. I mean, how, you know, how she... How she even got sat in that chair is beyond me and how she continues to. Well, she has... she uh, uh, News came out today that she apologized. No, she didn't apologize. Why is anybody saying she apologized? She said she was sorry that people misunderstood her comments. and She's she not went, sorry for what she said. No, she went on and clarified uh, that it was white people, that, that, you know, there's black Jews and, you know, different colors of Jews, and that race to her has to do with the visual, something you can see, and that the Nazis had to, had to dig to even find out who was Jewish. Basically continuing to double down. That it was race, and then she went on that it, that uh, being Jew is not a race, and then she went on to say, and she she was tired of getting messages from people. She heard what they had to say, and it was basically time to move on. No, it's not time to move on. Too many conservatives today have been saying stuff like, and this has to do with strategy going into twenty twenty two. Well, what do I care what Whoopi Goldberg has to say? I can't stand her. We we should just ignore her. No, we shouldn't ignore her. Let me tell you something. The greatest most powerful cultural Marxist tool used to not only divide this country, but to destroy the fabric of this country and the Judeo-Christian principles and values on which it stands in order to usher in their far left evil agenda has been through the cancel culture, getting anybody that they could who stands for America, stands for our traditions, stands for, stands for the Judeo-Christian principle, is a Christian and is a Jew. We're all homophobic, misogynistic, xenophobic bigots who deserve to be persecuted and prosecuted. And people have lost their entire lives, their jobs. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about school teachers, nurses, doctors, anybody including even Hollywood celebrities if somebody dug through 10 years of of tweets to find something that didn't match today's wokeism. And the only way to stop this fascism, this tyranny that has led to Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning down businesses, beating business owners over the head with two by fours, attacking cops, resulting in cops getting killed. The only way to stop this is to force them, the left, to live under the same rules. We start forcing the cancellation of somebody like Whoopi Goldberg, and they might start knocking this crap off. So if you're a conservative right now in the media, don't be taking the tact of, oh, you know, I don't want her to lose her job because then they might come for me. Guess what, Andrew? That's part of the problem. It's exactly part of the problem. 
Just like it's a part of the problem for me to hear uh, whose name I never mention anymore, but I stopped listening to him a year and a half ago, Mr. Phony Conservative, who owns 150 houses and does a radio show for three hours a day and a TV show on a major network. Hopefully you know who I'm talking about, who opens his show every day with audio clips from The View. No conservative who writes a book or has a TV show or anything should ever be a guest again on the show. I should never see another Republican on that show. I should never see another Republican official sit in as guest host on that show. We should be boycotting their sponsors just like they do when they go after to try to take down a conservative. Right. This is why I disagree with Joe Rogan last night. He did. Did he come out and say, I'm sorry for what I said? He capitulated. It was submission. He didn't stand up and say, I did nothing wrong by having these doctors on the show. Period. That's it. End of discussion. Not I'm going to do better. That's capitulation. That's bad strategy. Of course, he's not a conservative, right? His show was about entertaining, and he proved that. It wasn't about a, a, a real it wasn't about a real understanding of what's going on here and the tyranny that we're facing with this deep state. And let me tell you something. If Republicans were to stand up and and push back against the left using their own tactics, it would win. Case in point. There's a spice company who I'd never heard of before, Penzi's Spices. A Wisconsin cook, uh, cooking spice company. Who's ever heard of Penzi's? If you have, let me know. Um, he's now begging the owner of the company. I don't know if he's the, he's the company CEO. He's reduced to begging liberals to try to rescue them financially because what he did was he went on to have um, some sale on, on um, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend entitled The Republicans Are Racist Weekend. And he went on to say... Remember how Republicans going against a mountain of evidence to the contrary once again lied and said BLM wasn't a peaceful movement, but instead terrorists inciting violence throughout the country and then raced out to buy a crapload of guns because maybe they were finally going to get their chance to shoot a black person? What a bunch of racists, he said. Well, what ended up happening was... Um, they lost 40,000 subscribers as a result. 40,005 subscribers to be exact, 3% of their total to the point to where it put a financial hurt on, Pen- on Penzi spices. So then he sends an email. <laughs> I gotta find it. He sends an email out desperate saying something. Let me try to find the email. Cause it's pretty hilarious. Oh shoot. I can't find it. Let me see if I can find it here. I had it before. Devil, get out of my way. He went on to say basically that, you know, his promotion had backfired and he was basically um, that it had spurned that his Republicans are racist weekend had spurned a boycott against him and it had worked. And he was begging people via email to buy stacks of gift cards to try to rescue the organization. This is this is a, a, a capitalist country, right? We can just like we can, you know, supposedly the idea is a republic of states is if you don't like something that's happening locally, you know, use your feet, move to another area. That's why they want to centralize things. They want to take that that ability away from you. And as consumers, we've got the right to take our business elsewhere. Nobody should have ever gone on Candy Crowley's show after she lied and propagated a lie on the part of Obama in that debate in 2012 should have never gone on her show again, should have never gone on CNN again after that. We've got to stop rewarding these far left activist 
mobs, including these celebrity hacks like Whoopi Goldberg, stop rewarding them with our eyeballs, with our sponsorship. Because every time you watch that show, you're feeding that show. Every time a Republican goes on there, you're propping this up. You're you're enabling, you're encouraging, you're aiding and abetting this kind of tyranny that's going on in our country today. We have the power to stop this, and we must. It's also why you and I don't watch Fox News. Very similar reason. Right. Exactly. And I don't want to hear about how, yeah, Tucker Carlson's doing a great job, but I'm not going to I'm not going to prop up Fox. Right. In fact, uh, Gretchen Carlson is now over on CNN. You remember Gretchen Carlson? Disgraced former Miss America. She used to be my favorite Miss America. Disclaimer, I have friends and family in the Miss America program, including a niece that won a pageant. Not going to go go there. Uh, So I used to love Miss America. Right. Um, so she's now a disgraced former host that, you know, uh, never had a, never had a complaint there until they didn't renew her, her contract because her show, you know, was so boring. It made you want to stab yourself in the eyeball with a pen. So she, they don't renew her contract. Then she starts screaming sexual harassment. Now she's over at CNN, you know, saying that they're, you know, the fake news outlet, you know, trying to make a name for herself. So, you know, she can join Chris Wallace over there. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We've got other news to get into. So stay tuned. 888-344-1170. If you've got an idea for strategy in 2022, clearly mine is we got to be willing to get down and get dirty and push back against the Dems and force them to play with their own rules. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. Coming up at the bottom half of the hour, we've got attorney Thomas Renz who's going to be here whose testimony on January 25th was absolutely astounding in regards to VAERS reports, what's happening in the military. He's got three whistleblowers with their stories to share, as well as shocking numbers having to do from an obstetrics OBGYN standpoint. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. And my question for you guys is tonight, what should the strategy, based on the fact that I was asked to speak on this at a Republican event coming up, what should the strategy be for the Republican Party in 2022? And Francisco is on the line. He's got some ideas on that. And Francisca is on the line. Ooh, pretty name. She's on the line. She's got some comments. Thank you, my dear, for being here. Yes, thank you for letting me um, give my opinion on such a very important issue. Yes. So I, I was, I am uh, from Mexico. I decided to register myself immediately to Republican. I never been a Marxist, socialist, communist. So, but I find out, which is applies right now, uh, and that's the reason a lot of people left. Um, what about uh, you know uh, being uh, what they are? Listen to people. And tell them we are a a, a, a a political party, but we want to reflect what what you are, what the problems you have. So listen to people what they their problems are. So uh, do not tell them you know what and, you know the other guys are are um, racist and they don't they, they don't like white people uh, and because it's it, it's a lie. So let's start with the truth. Mm-hmm. I really resent it. And by the way, I'm not, I do not want to belong to the Republican Party for that reason. I, my color skin is brown. And I do not like to, them to tell me, the Republican Party, that the Marxist, Socialist, Communists are racist because the Marxist, Socialist, Communists 
are a mafia. So that irritates me a lot. So if there is a racism, but it has nothing to do with mafia. The mafia used uh, people like me. The mafia used, you know, they're human traffickers. Mm-hmm. So what, why am I going to call them illegal immigration when I have to call them human traffickers? So when we got to the truth, and the truth is that the Republican Party is a political party for everybody, and that's a hope. And if we do not behave, you know, what, the, uh, what if the people do not, you know, are in power inside the Republican Party, if the Republican Party, you know, keeps on being an employment office, there is no hope for us. So who has to have the power is the people. Yes. So one of the things that is, has to be is reform the party, but go outside to talk to people what, who in, is in power, ruin our lives. And it's not a party. It's a mafia called Marxist Socialist Communists. And they have each one of them have a name that looks like very much like Mexico. So that is one of those things. And that's why I cannot belong to the Republican Party, because when I speak like this, Nobody listens. And well, so- I well, we're listening, Francisca, and I want to make sure that I understand where where you're coming from. It sounds like what you're saying is um, that um, we need to go and listen to the people and what the issues are, and yeah. we need to and not make it about race. We need to make it about um, Marxism and communism and socialism and those. And and I agree with you 100. percent and a lot of times people will argue with me and say, well, it's not exactly Marxism or it's not exactly socialism or communism. It doesn't matter if it doesn't have to exactly match the book Communist Manifesto. We know that the economic system of Marxism, socialism, communism, whatever version it is, is brutal. It's totalitarian. It's about a, a, a system that doesn't care about the people. The people are not empowered. The government is. And when that happens and when that system is in place, lives are destroyed. The, um, the, um, the, what's the wealth gap between the elites and the people is grown to the point to where all the people are impoverished and poor and broken. And that's the system that's going on in the other countries that makes people want to come here to America. And we need to educate people that that system, the reason why the people are leaving, if Kamala Harris wants to go down there and deal with the root cause, the root cause is that those prop, those countries don't have this the free market system that we have here. And the Democrat Party, though, is seeking to turn our system of governance in America that made us so prosperous into the very same economic systems for which those people are fleeing. And we don't do a good enough job as Republicans in explaining that. And we need to not uh, uh, allow ourselves to get sucked in like Lindsey Graham did, saying that it's okay for Joe Biden to declare that the next Supreme Court justice has to be a black woman. No, what that does is, is it continues to divide us regarding skin color. It's why Whoopi Goldberg, what she said, needed to not be acceptable because she's talking and focusing on skin color and on race. And we've got to stay away from that and focus on the economic system that made us great for which the Democrats are working to destroy. Francisca, thank you for calling in, and I hope you call in again real soon. Bye. Anything you want to add to that, Skins? 
No, that's spot on. You know, it's so funny that the Democrat Party, you know, they, they're the ones that call us the, you know, the xenophobic racists. But at the end of the day, what do they always come back to, Andrea? They always come back to pointing out skin color. Well, right. And, and when you and when you make everything be about skin color and you raise children and, and now they're really they've been doing it for decades and now they're really doubling down on it. I have never to, seen the divide in this country for, uh, further than it is today. Well, and it's by design. This is intentional. This is when you've got a deck of cards and you divide everybody up according to that's what the where the phrase race card comes from you divide everybody up into categories um you know it, it's meant to literally divide us and we were already divided and then obama you know i know so many people from the south that only voted for him because he was black and they really hoped that that would heal this country that once and for all we would be able to say okay you know no no we're not perfect you know there's also plenty of people out there that you know that hate anybody that they think is, is overweight. But we right? reached a turning point. But we had reached a turning point. And then one of the first things he does when he takes over as, as president is falsely accuse a Boston, white Boston police officer of being a racist. And then pushes out the lie that Trayvon Martin was hunted down because he was a black kid in a hoodie. And that Michael Brown got shot while saying, hands up, don't shoot. Lie after lie after lie. And now they're going with the CRT plan to teach a little white kid something's wrong with them because they're white and so for lindsey graham to go on meet the depressed or whatever show he went on sunday and he's asked about joe biden um nominating and declaring his next supreme court justice is going to be a black woman and lindsey graham's like i think that's a great idea i think it's about time we had one of them right we need we need a supreme court justice gonna look like us well how you know you are a former federal prosecutor man show me where in the civil code criminal code the u.s constitution where anything has anything to do with whether uh, you know it has to do with what somebody looks like otherwise you give me a supreme court justice who's five foot two blonde hair and green eyed because then otherwise i'm not represented in the law Right, skins. You want somebody all, all looks I like care you? about is merit, merit, and if they follow follow the U.S. Constitution. That's their whole job is to apply the U.S. Constitution and know about a no no level of their skin color, hair color, um, w- what's happening, you know, from their from their genitalia standpoint. Give me the best man or woman for the job. Nothing about their life experiences. I don't want to hear about life experiences or what somebody's bringing to the court. That's that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. So we've got to, as part of our theme about talking about strategy, we've got to stop being like a Lindsey Graham, who's clearly pandering to the black voters of South Carolina because one of the one of the women on the shortlist is an African-American judge nominated, uh, who was uh, appointed by Obama, who, by the way, one of the last things that she did as a judge in 2020 was to deny a rule that would have required absentee ballots to have a witness to the signature. I actually have a, a real simple strategy for the Republicans. I just thought about this, Andrea. Yes. They really want to take 2022. Try being a conservative. What do you mean? Because they, 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 they talk and they talk and they talk. And at the end of the day, the conservative principles that they stand by are nothing because they cave over and over and over again. And the, and the, the heart of conservative principles is really um, has to do with the cultural and the Republican Party has exactly. has been too scared. We are where we are right now because back in the 90s, when they first, the Democrats first started accusing anybody who wanted to enforce immigration laws as somebody who hates brown people, the Republican Party backed off. 
This is why we're here. We're going to take a break. We come back. Attorney Thomas Renz will be here. Y'all going to want to stay tuned for this shocking information about um, our military in regards to these shots, as well as um, pregnant women. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170. The question of the night for you guys is what the strategy should be for the Republican Party going into the midterms. I can tell you right now, I I doubt I'm going to vote for any Republican that's not coming for Fauci in every way possible. And the NIH and the CDC and the NIAID and all the rest of the deep state alphabet, particularly those that sought to destroy this country and usher in their Marxist scheme off the backs and the lives of Americans, particularly with the force and the push of these shots. Joining me now to discuss the shots and his incredible uh, testimony, if you will, at his five-hour roundtable in D.C. on the 25th is attorney Tom Renz. Hi, Mr. Renz. Thank you for being here. Hey, nice talking to you, Andrew. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm glad to have you here with me, although I got to tell you, I am so disturbed. It's no wonder they're trying to, you know, call you a kook all over the place. I am just, I mean, when I, I know it because I heard it and I heard you talk about it, but when I'm looking at it and reading about these whistleblowers, uh, for what's going on with the military, the number, the the increase in miscarriages and cancer cases post-vax, it just, it, it shocks me to my core. And yet on the heels of all this, today we're hearing about Pfizer wanting six-month-olds to be forced to get the shot. Hey, they, they can't kill enough of them. Um, you know, these guys are sick. These guys are sick in the head. Yeah, ultimately, you know, I had someone, I had, a, I had an interview today with a, I think it was today, with a, <laughs> a guy, you know, he's a Republican, leans, leans their way, but uh, tends to uh, be more pro-vax. And you, you you hear these guys, the pro-vax guys who mm-hmm. are, yeah, you know, it should be your choice, but uh, I'm pro-vax. And, you know, he asked me about this. He says, you know, yeah, I got, you know, my doctors told me to safe and, you know, I got the shot and, you know, I'm okay. And I said, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. And I said, well, let me ask you some questions. I said, when they gave you the shot, did they tell you it was going to uh, prevent you from getting COVID? He said, yeah. I said, <laughs> well, did they tell you that uh, it would prevent you from spreading COVID? He said, yeah. I said, well, did you get COVID? He said, yep. I said, well, did you spread it? Yeah, my wife got it. Um, Okay, so they were wrong on both counts. How about masks? Do you remember when those were going to save us all? And, uh, well, turns out they don't work, especially the cloth ones. Uh, Yeah, okay. I said, well, how many more lies do you want me to list before you start thinking maybe these guys might be wrong about some of this? (laughs) Uh, You know, the problem problem is, is when do you trust a liar? And it's not that every doctor is a liar, but they're going to the CDC and they're going to people who are paid off. And, you know, so they may not be the liar. 
but you know, not every doctor is a researcher. So they're they're going to guys who do the research or are supposed to, but they they're bought off and they're they're liars. Well, yeah, so. and you know, and and I've been talking about that for a while and complaining about uh, this quote conservatives in media. Um, you know, I'm against these mandates. I'm not anti-vax. I mean, I've gotten my shot, by the way. I even got my booster. But you know, I, I I'm just against the mandates, and in the very act in saying that supports these shots and denies the fact that the issue with these shots is not just about the mandates. It's the number of people that are being killed now and possibly down the road, because even though whoever that was that you were talking to, that elected official or whoever says, oh, I'm fine. Well, he doesn't know whether or not he's fine. He has no idea what blood clot is brewing. I got families. I got family with a history of strokes and blood clots. And I can tell you, it can be a long while before you before one breaks off. He's fine for now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, and that thing, right? So the doctors are saying a lot of this is three to five years down the road. And since there were no long-term tests, we don't have any idea. What I do know is you don't have to look real far to say, hey, in your own life, have you seen any 30, 40, 50 year olds that just seem to die suddenly? Have you seen any increase in that? Just, you know, where you saw, hey, you know, so-and-so just died. What? Really? You know, you don't, you tell me you haven't heard that? I wonder why. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that's happening more often. And, you know, the other thing is, is the same guys that are saying this, I didn't hear them objecting when we just recalled the Chevy Volt because it might have a battery fire. <laughs> well, we have to keep people safe, right? right. We have to yeah. keep them safe from dangerous products. Except for Pfizer admitted in their, I mean, this is a Pfizer document. It's the first, you know, about two and a half-ish, three months of, uh, of uh, yeah, after release of the, the VAX, you know, where it wasn't even widely available. They had already had, you know, 1,300 or so deaths. And uh, so... You know, how many have died now? Why is no one asking Anthony Fauci how many have died now? And why is it that uh, we haven't recalled that, but we're going to recall something like the Chevy Volt because it might have a battery fire? Right. And and I've been disappointed in uh, Rand Paul gets a lot of praise from conservatives whenever he pushes Fauci on gain of function and the Wuhan lab. And I'm not really interested in that, to be honest with you. No, uh, I don't, I don't need to care. hear. I, I, know it's been, it's been I, yeah, I, I don't really anymore. Yeah, I don't care about that. You know, to be honest with you, I, you know, I and, and I, it, I'm even disappointed in Trump when he goes China owes us money. Well, we were we were funding that. So let's focus on the real issue here is that it took them four or five years before they realized what thalidomide was doing to babies in the womb and we these were these pregnant women have been injected with this with a substance that was pushed out within nine months you reported something along the lines of was it a 200 or 300 percent increase in miscarriages nobody's really talking about that they're still trying to pretend and running ads in san diego that it's safe for pregnant women yeah, there, there's, I mean, we had, you know, it was, I think, 150 some percent increase in, in birth defects, uh, you know, approximately was it 450 in female infertility, 350 in male infertility. And did you hear the latest today, by the way? No. Um, <laughs> so the DO, they fact check me, you know. And, and naturally, the fact checkers did a great job of really looking at they said, hey, DOD, is this correct? Let me tell you what the crooks at the DOD did. And I almost, I, you know, I almost think about it as them a thank you letter because this is so dumb. They said, oh, well, 
you know, we looked, and, and there was a glitch for the five years of baseline data. So, you know, it was, it was a glitch in the database. Oops. So they actually tried to suggest that for the last, from 2016 to 2020, including 2020, which was the year of COVID, that for all those years, that the, that the best database in the country, the best database and the most you know, profound collection of health data was glitched for five years, despite the fact that they spend millions of dollars paying people to develop and to watch this. And now all of a sudden they just found the glitch right after I blew the whistle. Are they serious? Do they really think anybody's <laughs> stupid enough to believe that? Well, let's remind I mean, everybody what you were talking about with the DOD. You had three whistleblowers come forth from the Department of Defense, yes? Uh, well, actually, it was more than three. We oh. just only named three. Oh, you named three. Okay, yeah. And yeah, These are uh, all active service military personnel, high-ranking heroes. Right. And you w- tell everybody what you found. I, I'll read it here. 71% uh report which made public i've lost my train of thought here um t- well what we found was is we we compared the data these guys are all doctors and public health people and they're very well qualified very high ranking military people and uh they they looked and they pulled all the data and they pulled it from 2016 through 2021 mm-hmm. and they compared it so we just you know we ran averages and said you know hey what uh what's the average how many people you know caught this disease or died of that disease for five years you know over those five years and then how does it compare to 2020 or 2021 because in 2021 that's when they started the vaccine mandate for the military Mm -hmm. and what we saw was universally and without exception every data point we saw was up by hundreds of percent in terms of number of injuries and in fact some of them like, for example, diseases of the nervous system were up over a thousand percent, a thousand percent of the, of the uh, average. You know, yeah, it went I mean, from eighty two thousand. Yeah, eighty two thousand to eight hundred and sixty three thousand. And this was in a span of just one year. So then they what happened? So they tried to fact check you today and go, oh, you know what? Here we found that we found the problem. It was a glitch in the system. Yes. That's what they tried they to do. Said to, it was a, and the best part is, is that they didn't, they, they, you know, they knew that they couldn't cover up the 2021 data. Right. You know, so they, they, they knew that that was going to not work. So they, they came up with this idea that what they were going to do is say that switch on the baseline. So let's talk about this. This is the DMED database, the DSS database. And, and those are the electronic medical records for, you know, for service personnel. The most accurate stuff, you can't put it in unless you're a doctor or have login credentials. So this is the most accurate database for healthcare in the universe. This is done by doctors. They look at this, they monitor this, they watch this. They have a special subsection of that database called DMED where these guys, you know, they just, they, they just monitor it. There, there's a whole group of people that we pay tons of money just to monitor this. And the reason we do that is because we want to know if there's something going on crazy with the health of our military personnel. You know, what if there's something big happening? So they've been monitoring this around the clock for five years, six years, more than that, you know, but with the six years that we looked at. And 
wow, what a coincidence. Mm. You know, we dropped this whistleblower bomb and now all of a sudden there's been a, you know, a, a, a glitch. And, and by the way, it wasn't just a little glitch. I know that they're, they're claiming that at least some of the numbers, they were off by a thousand percent on some numbers for over five years. So they were wrong wow. for five years and now they magically found it and were able to correct that, you know, in, you know, just yeah. in, in, in a matter of days. One of your whistleblowers, a, a long, um, told, uh, that said that she had grounded pilots injected with the vaccine. She added that she, mon- I'm reading here from, I think this might have been from, a readout from your broadcast. She added that she monitored these grounded pilots for any symptoms of myocarditis, heart muscle inflammation, which include chronic fatigue that could kill them while piloting an aircraft, right? She says, I quote, I made numerous efforts to get senior medical leaders to, at the very least, inform soldiers of the risk. My concerns were ignored. Um, and, uh, you know, um, we can't have these, this, these are our military and what they go through to be the, the most physically fit human beings on the planet are being treated like guinea pigs, including our pilots who the G forces and everything they have to go through as a pilot. Now they're being compromised with these shots. Oh, it's sick. It's sick. And, and, you know, there's troubles and you, you know, that, that brand shiny spanking new F 35 that just crashed here last week. Yeah. Uh, we've got, I've got reports from numerous service personnel that the actual reason for the crash was a vaccine reaction. The guy had a vaccine reaction, thought he was dying. Wow. I would, you know, I, no, I, 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 can't, I, I can't, can't prove that, but I've got three guys that have told me this. Well, and you know what? And, and when we see soccer players dropping dead on, yeah. on, on soccer fields, it absolutely yeah. could be the reason we've, the you know, I've people in the world. We've got 13-year-olds dying in their beds at night uh, from myocarditis and, and heart infl- inflammation. Uh, we've got, you know, um, I know of somebody whose husband had a heart attack in, in, in the car and died on the, on the way, died out, outside the emergency room at a hospital. So this is real and it's happening. Did it happen with that pilot? I don't know. But why are we t- taking that chance with our military it's, or any human being, but even particularly our military, because it's so unnecessary. They're not at risk. The, the group with the highest risk, uh, 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 the 65 and up, begins at a 99.4% chance of recovery. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you heard this today, Mr. Renz, but Japan has come out and said with a report, ivermectin works. Who knew? Who knew, Tom Renz, yeah, that ivermectin yeah, worked? I, what I a shock. I see that. It's shocking. I mean, who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it, right? You know, I mean, uh, you know, McCullough and Malone, um, all these guys, yeah, the smartest guys in the room, hey, they were they were right. That's a shock. You mean Anthony Fauci, who is science, was wrong again? I right. mean, listen, I do not, I, the problem is, you know, I was listening, I was listening before uh, I came on the show, I was listening, I was listening to some of your advertisers and listening to people talk about, you know, how they're practicing social distancing and this and that and other. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered that you're in California, so yeah. I felt bad for you. <laughs> and then you. I, uh, <laughs> you, you, no, you know, it's a beautiful state. It's just the people have lost their minds. You know, the thing about this is, is, you know, I just don't understand how you can be lied to over and over again and still believe these guys. I mean, what do they got to do? And the best is when I see someone who is completely healthy, they go get their jab, and within a couple of months, they're totally sick and dying. And, and the whole time they're saying, man, good thing I got my jab. What? 
Right. Yeah. And that's another thing. I mean, there people have now actually, even though the goalpost has been chained, uh, moved and moved and moved and they've been lied to over and over again, they're now believing that, well, I would have died if I hadn't gotten the shot um, there. I think it was P.T. Barnum who said it's easier to con people than to convince them that they've been conned. Although there, uh, the yeah. Monmouth University came out with a poll the other day that shows that 78 percent of people. Um, believe that it's time to move on. And that includes 71% of independents. So that's why they're having to now get down to six month olds getting jabbed and they're doing everything they can to try to, you know, get people to maintain the panic and call you a kook and go after Joe Rogan and get him taken off of Spotify because they're, 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 the, the lies are catching up with them and they're, they're unable to outrun the truth. But there's enough people out there willing to believe these lies. And so it's important that people like yourself, Dr. Mal- Malone, doctors Malone and McCullough and the rest continue to keep putting the truth out there. Um, tell everybody how they can continue to support you and all of you freedom fighters. Well, please come to runs-law.com. It's R-E-N-Z-Law.com. Uh, runs-law.com. We actually just started a uh, give, send, go thing uh, because, you know, I'll tell you, Andrea, and I know we've talked a few times and one of the things that when this started, I couldn't find any lawyers. Well, guess what? We found lawyers. So now I've got to raise money to help pay those lawyers because, you know, I get away about 70 to 80% of my time on an average month, uh, but not everybody is willing to do that. And they shouldn't have to. I mean, they got to feed their families. That's right. um, But, you know, we got to raise some money to keep these guys ready to go and keep them fighting. We've got people willing to fight good people, good, good people who are in this for the right reason. And uh, we're glad to have them there. So we do ask for people's support. But as I say always, before you give me a dollar, give me a prayer. I'd rather have the prayer than the dollar because it just, I mean, in my world, that's much more meaningful. Well, what you do is meaningful, and we all need to support, and we conservatives, as part of my continuing theme tonight on what we need to do going into 2022 is be active, and that includes supporting those that are fighting for our freedoms, and if you can go to Starbucks, you can you can contribute to, to these, this fight, because this is the this is the hill that we need to be prepared to die on, because if we end up giving in here, we're done as a country, and I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that. Tom Renz, thank you for being here, and we, I'll keep you in my prayers. Thank you so much, Andrea. It's great talking to you. Thank you. All right, y'all stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on its way. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on ourfreenation.org. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. So I have about 90 seconds left, which is all this story deserves. Some dude named Brian Flores, who's the head coach of the Miami Dolphins is going to decided to apply to be the head coach for the Giants. He gets a text from Bill Belichick um, congratulating him. Hey, Brian, good job on getting the job. Brian Flores responds, are you talking to Brian Flores or Brian Dayball? Just making sure Belichick says, oh, sorry, wrong dude. They're giving the job to Dayball. So Flores then proceeds to go through three days of interviews for which he said he was humiliated, interviewing for a job he was never going to get, and has since filed a class action lawsuit against the NFL for racism. Um, 
inciting Bill Belichick's text as proof that he didn't get the job because he's black. There's absolutely nothing in any, you can read the details of this man's other explanations and evidence of proof, which have absolutely nothing to do with skin color. Um, I don't think, uh, you know, as for his being humiliated for three days of interviews, what bozo goes and spends three days interviewing for a job he's already been told he's not going to get. Okay. <laughs> he, somebody needs to, they need to respond with a lawsuit against him for idiocy. Good night. <laughs> See y'all tomorrow. Peace out. Peace out.